0: Welcome to the Chamber Podcast. In this episode, we're talking about advanced manufacturing in Birmingham, where it stands today and what the future holds for this sector. I'm Dan Harrison, Press and PR Executive at the Chamber.
1: I'm Emily Stubbs, Policy Advisor at the Chamber.
2: Steve Britton, BSA. Uh, Currently, my position there is Business Advisor. Okay, so this is the
0: latest episode in a, a mini-series looking at themes arising from the Birmingham Economic Review for 2018. Um, Emily's given us a, a bit of an introduction to the review in a previous podcast, but for those who didn't hear, can we just have a, a quick recap, please?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, so the Birmingham Economic Review for 2018 is written by the University of Birmingham City Redi- uh, City Ready... Uh, In partnership with the GBCC, it will provide a comprehensive insight into the ideas, people, infrastructure, business environment and places within Birmingham. It will be framed around these five pillars of the industrial strategy and support business decision making regarding investment and opportunities in the city region.
0: Right, so this episode is, is going to focus on the advanced manufacturing sector in Birmingham, where it stands and what the, the future might hold. Steve's got a lot of experience in, in that sector. We're going to start by asking, um, in Birmingham it's the, the city of a thousand trades and of course has this rich heritage in uh, manufacturing. Um, what about you? your favourite manufacturers, past and present, and, and, and why it can be a person or a, or a company?
2: Oh, well, that's a good one. I, I think, without a doubt, uh, Matthew Bolton and James Watt become the individuals because they they invented and developed the steam engine, and without that, we would not have had an industrial revolution, and and we'd still be sort of making things with with sticks and stones. So that's that's where I would get, uh, go for people. But I, I struggle to find uh, another company that um, excites me as much as as the one that I've been. Uh, involved with now for some 25 30 years and that's bsa um tools limited um in its original form bsa um started in 1654 with six of our gunsmiths here in this gun quarter deciding that they um needed to lobby our government so that they could supply muskets for our army as we didn't trust the Dutch, who we where we were importing them from. Now don't ask me why it was the Dutch, but that's how it was back then. So these these guys um, formed BSA, and um, in eighteen sixty one, uh, that company was incorporated to uh, BSA Limited, and they make or made motorbikes, guns cars um the london taxi cab for example was part of them sunbeam was part of them um daimler was sold to jaguar in 1953 so that the company was phenomenal in in the way it grew and it's it's original um you know it's original start so i found it fantastic and a great example of how companies could grow in the, in the days, um, towards the end, Lord and Lady Docker ran the company. She had a gold-plated Lanchester. That was one of the cars that uh, the group had. She was more of a film star than, a, than the wife of an industrialist. I could go on all day, but for all those reasons, it's, um, it's a fascinating company. And, of course, today, uh, wherever I go around the world, uh, this year, once in Istanbul and once in Boston, I gave a card out with BSA. Uh, tools on and what came back are ah, Peaky Blinders. The BBC are probably my best marketing tool. They've sold it all around the world.
0: I was going to say those who uh, who don't know a lot about BSA but do watch Peaky Blinders, they might have heard a few references. What about you, uh, Emily?
1: Yeah, I think. Oh, thinking about Birmingham's manufacturing heritage, the the other sort of big name that Steve didn't mention it's obviously John Cadbury. The investment that the Obviously Tabri now have put in the region and the investment in people and upstilling people. I think just it's just such a fundamental part of Birmingham. And I think it really sort of represents the heritage of the region.
0: That's another another name that around the world, Cabri's Chocolate. Okay, so there are consistent reports about how manufacturing in the UK is is perhaps in, in decline, but I mean do we think that, that's the case locally? And if, if so, what can be done to, to support growth in the
2: sector? I don't think it's the case locally because we are the heart of manufacturing. And when you look around within our region, you've got people like Rolls-Royce, you've got JCB, you've got Jaguar Land Rover, you've got Toyota, uh, BMW engine plants. Now, we might not own a lot of or of those companies, um, but they are operating because we have the skills largely we have the general know-how going way back and we're recognized as as being a good manufacturing area in fact where it all started so i i think that we generally in this region are in a good position and that's why we're seeing things Growing, Although there is uncertainty, we're still seeing it growing and outstripping the rest of the country.
0: And some of those that you've mentioned as well, importantly, they're still investing here. They're not just here for for the sake of of heritage.
2: That's absolutely right. I mean, this is the point, really. I didn't probably make it as clear as I should have done. But when you you stop and look at it and you ask why they're here, um, a lot of them are here. um, The the Japanese car manufacturers um, are here because they need to be in Europe. And they choose Great Britain to be in Europe. Now, that probably leads me into the, the, the other part of your question about the, the country generally. With the current Brexit uncertainty, we are seeing people not investing at the moment because of uncertainty. And that has been a consistent theme over the last um, couple of years or, or since um, the vote was taken to leave Europe so that is still a concern and a worry and um it's not it's just not getting better um because the uncertainty is is the last thing that a manufacturing company needs if it's investing it's not just buying a computer and switching a light on you're talking about big investment capital goods being manufactured over a period of years and so on so they will have to make the right decision and who knows what that is at the moment
1: i think Thinking about supporting the sector and Brexit in particular, it's also, you mentioned skills and the stilled labour that sort of fuels manufacturing in Birmingham. I think it's really important that post-Brexit businesses, particularly manufacturers um, across the region, will still have access to stilled uh, labour from the EU and other countries around the world.
2: Skills are a big issue for the area. Uh, it's in, it's essential that we do import skills uh, from overseas, whether that be Europe or further afield. Um, when you look at engineering, and that's what I'm talking about here, it takes a long time to train people. And we've got an issue with, with mum and dad, and we've got an issue with school teachers alike, where um, engineering has still got an image problem of, of, of smoking chimneys uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, with mum and dad and, and school teachers and, and until we can get the message over and alter this perception and get um, get uh, kids at an early age involved and interested in, in manufacturing, um, we're going to struggle to generate our own skills. Maybe six or seven years to get people uh, trained in the STEM subjects and that to get into engineering. So unless we import those skills in the short term or in the medium term, we are going to struggle. We've seen it in the past with, um, with, with some of the larger automotives where they have, if you like, snatched up anything that looks like an engineer, even to the detriment of their own supply chain. It's changing, but we really need to get that message over. If you look in a manufacturing plant today, it's, it's, as, it's as clean as a hospital. It, it's you know you, there is no um, sort of spanners being wheeled everywhere and 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 sort of fires and the the peaky blinder thing really is long gone. You know we are now in in top modern manufacturing and it's it's a very very interesting um, career. And just look around you and you try and find something that's not made. You won't. Okay and. Steve,
0: BSA, BSA you've been exporting machine tools across the world from Birmingham uh, for a very long time, as you've just uh, told us. So what's been your experience as an exporter and what would be your uh, advice to other local manufacturers considering exporting to new markets?
2: That's a good one. Um, I've always been interested in exporting, um, and as you say, for many, many years, probably 40 years now, since... um, since my first venture overseas um i think uh I think the big driver to start with was the uh offshoring i mean the 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 theme seemed to be um do what you do best, but let others do what they do better. That's been my view so nuts and bolts uh countries that were developing <coughs> excuse me like China were very capable in that area, but advanced engineering we kept back here um so how do you break into the market well Um, There, uh, it was a case of sort of um, deciding who you want to be a partner with. Um, I I attended trade missions, I used the Chamber of Commerce, uh, obviously here in the UK, uh, but also of course, if you've got a Chamber of Commerce in your target market, that's a great way of finding out, it's an international brand, the Chamber, and the Chamber is, is the way for business to find out, you know, what's going on. Uh, you've got alternatives with, with the governments. You can use the embassy in the target market if they've got a commercial uh, division and they are there, because they're not in every every city or every country. Um, the uh, doing uh, trade exhibitions, doing seminars, uh, putting the word out, uh, travelling around different con- different uh, um, cities in in a target mar- uh, country are all ways that i've found very successful in the past because if you get into bed with a partner there for manufacturing either as a supplier or or as a customer all of a sudden you've got a foothold in the market and before you know who you are you're selling in that market Um, trade association if you're in a trade association sometimes you can uh, go uh, join them on inward missions or outward missions all of these Um, are good ways of getting involved in the export market. Let's not forget the International Division of the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Let's not forget UK Export Finance who will um, provide funding. Um, There's a lot of support out there and um, it's very lucrative.
0: We can always rely on Steve to put in a a bit of a a plug for, for the Chamber services there. And if you want to find out more about where the land lies with Birmingham's advanced manufacturing sector, uh, be sure to check out Chapter 4 of the Birmingham Economic Review 2018.